Welcome to Disco Coolia Headlines Weekly, a podcast where we share news, information, resources, tips and tricks about Disco Coolia. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and then search for Disco Coolia Headlines. You can also find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and then click on the podcast page. How do I get tested for Disco Coolia? Can you self-diagnose for Disco Coolia? Counting cash. All about shapes. And Disco Coolia counts. What is Disco Coolia and why aren't we talking about it? This is our podcast for week 18 in 2023. And welcome Dr. Sorter, the founder of Disco Coolia Services. She's going to help us make sense of the links that we posted on Disco Coolia headlines this week. Welcome Dr. Sorter. Well, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. We always have nice links and we always want to go over that with you. The first one now is about how do we get tested for Disco Coolia? Well, this, this is a post that comes from the Dane 101 blog, and they do a really good job to explain what options you have to get diagnosed with dyscalculia. And what is particularly good is that they also refer to the most used tests for dyscalculia, so you can specifically ask for them. Like the, the WISC, the Wexler Intelligence Scales, and there's two versions, one for adults and one for uh, children. And um, then the Kaufman or Woodcock-Johnson test. And there are obviously uh, more. Um, Now, and I'm convinced that combining these with a math interview focusing on reasoning and strategies gives an even better insight in a person's uh, math abilities. Now, generally, schools want to see both a measure of the cognitive development of a student and the math achievement of that student. And then they put that next to each other, look at strengths and weaknesses. So if the cognitive development, or or IQ as it's uh, often called, is um, low, then some schools may be less likely to give accommodations, remediations, as their thinking is that the math troubles are caused by low IQ. Now, to to me, this is kind of counterintuitive. As someone with a lower IQ needs to have even more help and accommodations because they they struggle more to to, um, uh, apply strategies. Good point. Um, anyway, so that is just something I wanted to um, to stress here. Right. Okay, but interesting article and, and good to read it to know the abbreviations of and, all and these, know uh, what you are um, can what you can expect right. when you do such an assessment. Good, good link. Next link uh, looks linked to this, and it says, "Can you self-diagnose for dyscalculia?" Well, yes and no. Um, yes, uh, because you can do all kinds of screeners that you can find on the web and, and also on, on our, our uh, website. And you can list the warning signs for various ages and uh, grades and see if those apply to you or, right. or your, your child. Right. And that will give you already a good idea if you are likely to have a math learning disability. Now... Uh, Having said that, there are two issues with that. First of all, you can have other issues that look like dyscalculia, but actually might have more to do with uh, with focus problems, executive function problems, 
or a short-term and working memory issues. Right, they uh, could easily mistake that then for... Because for very often they right. lead to similar, uh, similar issues. Okay. Now, the other thing is that um, you would like, when you would like to qualify for accommodations from schools or uh, testing institutions, they most likely want to see a supervised, standardized assessment done by a professional with a uh, with a good validated test, uh, and that forms the basis of your diagnosis. Right. So although you have strong suspicion based on all those informations, you really want to have this um, uh, assessed and, and get the, the results black and white. Right. So it's good to be aware of the warning signs, um, but it's just the first step towards getting a professional diagnosis, and that... Uh, can give you the help um, you need, you, you deserve. Need, you deserve, right. Now, the next link is about counting cash. What can we learn here? Yeah, this is a nice video uh, posted on techshift.net, and they show how to quickly count $1 bills or, or dollar bills one by one. It was amazing to see that video. I, I have never been able to do it that fast, but this was <laughs> really a pro. Um, and then... Um, uh, the page goes on uh, to have lots of information about dyscalculia, and uh, basically that video was it was a funny way of introducing the the topic. But okay. there's way more information here. It's an easy wrist, uh, read with a little uh, list of questions and short answers. It, it's a good start if you are uh, pressed for time. And there's, there's good, um, clear information about dyscalculia. One comment they have on the page I like a lot. So the question is, if you can learn math at age 40. Okay. And their answer is, everyone can learn math as long as you do it in the right order. And you're motivated, obviously. Now, that is also key for dyscalculia in, uh, remediation. And we often get concerned parents who, who call us or email us and ask for help because their child, their student, cannot keep up with math in, for instance, ninth grade. Well, that is because highly likely this student missed the boat many years earlier. <laughs> that can be in sixth grade, three right. years earlier. These and issues do even not pop up in the ninth grade. No, no, no. Usually no, no. not. And... Um, Previously, particularly in elementary middle school, they probably got help by teachers to get through the math. But now in high school, they may be faced with a less accommodating teacher and a, a, a more um, challenging uh, curriculum in math. And now they start to really fail and then right. uh, panic sets in also. Right. Absolutely. Now... The answer, however, is not just to help them with their class curriculum. That is usually the tip of the iceberg. You need to go back to where they kind of went off the rails, well, they, where they missed the boat, and help them back on the rails and then help them to make progress, push them forward. In other words, and then that means that it can take some time. But if you do it in the right order, you are... Uh, most likely to be successful. Right, but those parents, of course, expect that, that you're coming in and that, that within a couple of weeks you help him, you know... Overcome ace, ace problems of years. <laughs> right, 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 right. 
So, so doing the remediation is one challenge, but actually managing the expectations from the parents, that sometimes is a bit and, and not only from the parents, also from the school. Right. Because they want to rush through the curriculum and they yeah. have their deadline set and right. well, their end of year test uh, and only oh my so gosh. many days in the year so yeah. they, they need to hurry up okay and particularly okay. now obviously after covid that is even a more uh more difficult uh, problem to meet those requirements so now the next link talks about shapes what is that all about now this is from um math up mesh up math okay and it comes with a Great overview of geometric shapes. And uh, I, I love uh, shapes and learning about this. Um, many students like it more than working with numbers. And what we like about it, uh, this, this website, is that they relate shapes to real-life forms and structures. So um, well, students with nice. dyscalculia need that real-life connection. Yeah. And then... They are able to better form strategies to work with all kinds of topics, so also the visual-spatial uh, things and the geometric um, shapes. Now, once they can relate to the topic in real life, it is a lot easier uh, to teach them the more abstract ways uh, that you can look at shapes or, or calculations. Now, here we see um, the regular shapes and only seeing that may confuse students when they see an irregular shape say an irregular hexagon or uh, octagon that not exactly looks like a stop sign right. but that is uh, more erratically uh, formed right. and then they might think well that is not so-called uh, that's not a real hexagon or but octagon how many or other in shape life are they going to see that uh, well, in, um, if you think about the shapes, um, then you really need to know what they are. And, and remember the Van Hele uh, theory of de developing steps in, in geometric thinking um, that we also cover in our, in our course. Um, that is really important. And, right. and I, I love their, also, I have to say that, I love their connection with art. So... It's a great page uh, for Meshup Math to start with yeah. um, being more interested into shapes. Right. into shapes. Okay. Well, that brings us to the last link, and it says Discoculia counts. What is Discoculia, and why are we not talking about it? It sounds like something that keeps coming back, the still unknown Discoculia. Yes, yes, absolutely. Well, this, this is a post by Sophie Leonard from uh, UCD Neuropsychology, so the University College in Dublin in Ireland. And let me quote something. She introduces the topic this way. Our worlds are made up of numbers. Even if you are not a mathematician or scientist, we all rely on numbers to manage our money, organize our plans, figure out the time and distance of our travels, or understand team statistics uh, for our favorite sport. So, it's also important in keeping up with world affairs, understanding graphs on the news, or information about finances or the economy. For someone with developmental dyscalculia, tasks involving the manipulation of numbers and arithmetic 
can prove extremely difficult. Well, she says it all here. She says it all. It's a very good introduction. Yes, and uh, she then goes on uh, to talk about the work of Dr. Flavia uh, Santos and other work they do at uh, UCD. And she gives a general explanation about uh, dyscalculia more in depth. It's really a great post with lots of really good um, information backed up by science. And um, that introduction that puts it all in the frame. Uh, also, they give links to a very interesting TED Talk, if you are interested in, in podcasts, uh, uh, and a video about math anxiety and several reference articles. So absolutely worth your while. Okay. Well, those were the links for this week. Thank you, Dr. Schroeder, for your insights. We hope to see you again next week. Then we'll have another batch of links. Dr. Schroeder, obviously the founder of Discoculia Services. And uh, now, you know, my dear listeners, if you've listened to this podcast before, she's on a quest to add more Discoculia tutors so that more children can get the help that they deserve. Now, if you feel inclined to participate in that and become a tutor for Discoculia, you can go to her online, fully online training and that is available through discoculiatutortraining.org. Discoculia Headlines Weekly is a production from discoculiaheadlines.com. You can find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and we are on Twitter at discoculiahead. You can also find us on Facebook. We have a board on Pinterest and on Flipboard. Search for Discoculia Headlines or follow the links on our webpage. You can send your questions, comments and contributions to communications at discoculiaheadlines.com and we may even discuss it in one of our upcoming podcasts. We hope this was useful for you and until next week, you can count on us.